Honestly, Carter is so thick sometimes, I can't believe we're related. I mean, when someone says, I forbid it, that's a good sign it's worth doing. I made for the library straight away. Hold on, Carter cried. You can't just... Hey. Hi. And hello. Welcome to Into the Riordan Verse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast that focuses on the Rick Riordan books that are not about everyone's favorite golden child. Percy, Percy Jackson. Jackson. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today we continue our look into the Kane Chronicles, the Red Pyramid, chapters 7 and 8. I drop a little man on his head, and Muffin plays with knives. So to reiterate what Sadie said in the beginning of this chapter, I too cannot believe that Carter is so thick. He's, I mean, literally the first opening lines, everything I agree with. Carter is thick. That that came out wrong. And, <laughs> and when someone says, I forbid it, that's usually a good sign of doing it. Uh, Hal, how are you doing? I'm, I'm alright. You, you, you told me before we started recording that you woke up just in time to start recording. Not, not even, you woke up like five minutes late to start recording. Um, first of all, I was not five minutes late. Or I don't believe his lies. I said 8.30, and you were here at 8.37. You said 8.30-ish, alright? <laughs> yes, I said 8.30, and then your partner. 8.30? Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh. God. You're, you're not... Hal, it's God's. Barely five minutes in and already you want to kill me. All right. So as we said, welcome to Into the Riordanverse. It's a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we, uh, surprisingly for a series that we try not to focus on Percy Jackson, we talk about him every episode. I mean, he's he's quite interesting. I mean, I like him. I like him a hell of a lot more than I like Carter. Yeah. Even young Percy was a lot better than Carter is. Yeah, young Percy was like a little a little urchin and I loved it. <laughs> All right. So this is a read along podcast. Let's start the reading along, I suppose. How what rating did you give I drop a little man on his head? I'm going to continue my streak and say I gave this a 7. I gave it an 8. Hey, you're finally learning. I actually won a round. I'm probably going to lose the next round. I'm just telling you this right now. But I won a round. Oh my god. I did it. Congratulations. Hal, can you believe it? I, I've i won. I have succeeded. I am victorious. I can't believe it. <clears throat> so we start our chapter off by remembering why Sadie is so wonderful. Where she honestly... Uh, calls Carter out on being thick-headed. And of course, if someone says, don't do it, obviously that means do it. She then goes on to like pretty much recap what's been going on in the story. It's like, yep, mm-hmm. Egyptian gods are real. Red Lord guy really bad. His birthday's coming up soon. That's super bad. You know, house of, house of life. Old old men who do magic and hate hate our family. It's like, it's like yeah, that's that's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. It's like she actually did a pretty good snarky job at describing what's been going on. Mm, I mean, it's not hard to recap six chapters, but yeah, I agree. 
I mean, it's it's been like what a day or so for her since all this happened. It's been give or take a day, I believe. I still can't believe th- this. Today is still taking place on Christmas. These chapters are still taking pr- place on Christmas Day. Yeah, this is no, this is yeah, this is this is Christmas. This is still Christmas. This is Christmas. Which yeah. is which is weird because I still saw no mention. I read through the first six chapters again just to be like, did they mention anything? And I'm like, no, there's there's nothing. There's no reason why this is taking place. Well. There is a reason why it's taking place in Christmas, as we find out later, but, um... So, Sadie is reasoning with Carter why they should break into the library, that with this red fellow coming after them, and their uncle currently out and unable to protect them, she's like, maybe there's something in the library we can learn, or something we can use to defend ourselves. And then I think Sadie finally realized that her brother has feelings. (laughs) I love how in the last episode we were talking about how how Carter realized, wait, I have positive emotions for my sister. And now Sadie is like, wait, my brother has emotions? (laughs) We're making progress. Yay. We're making progress. You keep you keep these two apart for several years and you bring them back for a day of trauma. And then they start to realize, oh, hey, you're you're a person. I do want to comment on this because my sister listens to this podcast where Sadie says, Carter was my big brother after all. Older, more sophisticated, the one who traveled the world with dad. Big brothers are the ones who are supposed to pull their punches. Little sisters, well, we should be able to hit as hard as we like, shouldn't we? That also applies to big sisters. (laughs) And just sisters in general. (laughs) Just sisters in general. So as they're going to the library, Khufu is ready to... cross these kids (laughs) he's jumps he jumps off the couch with his basketball and he's very fast and sadie comments that baboon fangs are not are not cool you know they have enormous fangs and that they don't look good when they've been chewing up exotic pink birds carter's like no we're not gonna steal we're just gonna break in (laughs) (laughs) it's breaking an entry not robbery. And then Sadie pulls the move of the century and distracts him with Cheerios. I love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the worst cereal in the world. Eh, it's not terrible. It's not. It's not great. It's not terrible. Mm, Hal, what's what's your favorite cereal? Uh, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not I'm not picky as to what that sugar is on. I just like the sugar. Did you make sugar bombs when you were a kid? I did. I did. <laughs> and by kid, I mean, have you made a sugar bomb within the past five years? Oh, no. I haven't had cereal in forever. But uh, You know what? Uh, that's, that's your homework. I shouldn't assign you homework. Hal, did you listen to the John Mulaney special I told you about two weeks ago? You realize I forgot about that like an hour after we recorded, right? <laughs> you realize I forgot who John Mulaney was like five minutes after that podcast ended, right? <laughs> yeah, you. I, I told you and you're like, ugh, white people. And then you just forgot about him. I mean, you're not, you're not exactly wrong, but that was not my thought process in the moment. So Carter is like, wait, how did you know to give him Cheerios? And Sadie's like, well, I have a brain and I used it. Come on, let's open the doors. And then predictably the doors are, are locked and they have to do children children antics in order to get through. I I don't know about you, but I watched this guy on YouTube. You and I have similar YouTube tastes, so I'm going to see if you like this guy. 
Have you ever watched the guy called the lockpicking lawyer? No. Okay, it's very therapeutic to watch a man show you several different locks and also how tra- him trying to break into them. It's very therapeutic. So this entire time, I'm just sitting there thinking like, how would the lockpicking lawyer open this door? Mm-hmm. And then Sadie feels these icy needles tingling on the back of her neck. It was almost as if someone or something was whispering an idea in my head. And she asked Carter, what was that word that almost used at breakfast? Carter's like, hynem, which means join. And she's like, no, 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 the one for destroy. And he's like, oh, uh, hadi. And he's like, but you can't do that. You need to know magic and hieroglyphics. And then Sadie pulls a finger gun and he just, just, just destroys the, the door. Mm-hmm. She pulls a Danny DeVito and she just walks in. She's like, and then I start blasting. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly, when you say the Egyptian word for destroy and point your finger gun at a door, it destroys the door. It's funny, because of how much anime I watch, I know what the Japanese word for destroy is. It's hakai. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I was thinking of. What if I kind of want to buy the Japanese text version of this book just to see if it says hakai Mm -hmm. or if it still says hadi? No, why would it say hakai? It's translating. It's literally saying in ancient Egyptian. I'm stupid. Anyway. Finally making progress you finally admit it <laughs> uh i don't know how we're gonna survive another 50 chapters of this without killing each other i mean i've survived like what five years so i figured it out at this point so carter stares at her in amazement how did you do that and she's like i don't know but the library's open mm-hmm. she's like don't think about it <laughs> don't be suspicious don't be suspicious and he's like, hey, be careful next time, because you, you you could blow us up. And she's like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I tried this on a person. And he's like, please no. <laughs> please no, that is considered murder. <laughs> and it's revealed that, I guess either because it's a powerful spell or because they're not trained, Sadie instantly comments on how the moment she tries to step forward, she feels very faint and almost collapses. She feels tired and very hungry. Uh, that is explained later. It is neither of those, though. It isn't. It it isn't because she's new or because it's a powerful spell. No, there there is an, there is a very specific reason for why that happened, and that it gets explained later. How she used up all her mana. Oh, Gigi, she has to recall. She has to re- I was thinking more Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, <laughs> I love how Carter asks her, wait, your hieroglyphics are golden. Dad's and Amos's are blue. What's going on? And she's like, I don't know. Man. Maybe everyone has their own color. Maybe you'll get hot pink. And I'm like, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That was my in- immediate first thought. That'd be like, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Imagine casting finger gun and you're and like the last thing the guy sees before you blow him up is a pink hieroglyphic and he's like wait what the mm-hmm. so they enter the library how would you like to describe the library well it is it is definitely a library it is a giant round chamber sunken into deep solid rock like a giant kind of like a giant well which apparently does not make art architectural sense in terms of the building, because it was sitting on top of a giant warehouse. But then he's like, mm, this place isn't exactly normal, so. She, Sadie's narrating these chapters. I'm bugging. 
we we literally spend so much time complaining about how boring Carter is that you dare disrespect Sadie. Well, I said I heard library and I immediately thought, well, this must be Carter. <laughs> it literally says right there at the top of the page, Sadie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently the library <laughs> is three stories because there's a staircase that goes down to the bottom floor. The f- the ceiling, the floor, the walls are all decorated with multicolored pictures of people, gods, and monsters. And then she admits that she started going to bookstores in order to find her dad's books because she wanted to feel a connection and totally not because she wanted to read the books. And I'm like, oh, she has feelings too. What is it with Rick Riordan writing kids that just don't know how to express their feelings? So writing kids accurately? You're right. You you right. You right. <laughs> I I hell screw that. No, writing people accurately. I don't know how to use my emotions, and I'm 23. Same. But one of the more interesting features is that the ceiling appears to be a blue starry sky, but it wasn't a solid blue. It was more of, it was actually like the entire ceiling is designed in the shape of a woman. She's laying on her side, she's decorated with stars, she's dark blue. And then the floor is done in a similar way. The floor was green and brown, but it was actually in the shape of a man, which becomes relevant in a little bit, actually, not too far from now. I I wrote, I, I wrote in my notes how, in case you want to know how, um, how stupid I am, I wrote giant sky mom ceiling. I mean, it's not wrong, but still. <laughs> I I have the intellect of a 12-year-old. I knew that. This entire podcast is just bully Robert the podcast. My, our entire friendship is bully, bully Robert the friendship. <laughs> like, uh, you make it so fun and easy. It's great. I mean, I just get you back because you're frail and weak. I can just hold you down and beat you up. Yeah, and then I emotionally destroy you, and you're like, oh. It doesn't take much to emotionally destroy me. Wait, that's not that's that's not like a, that's, not that. that's not a comeback. That's that's super not a comeback. <laughs> oh yeah, I get emotionally hurt very easily. Wait a minute. <laughs> The library doesn't have any books. Instead, not even bookshelves. Instead, the walls were honeycombed with round cylinders. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's right. Round cylinders. Round cylinders. I'm going to stick to that, even though there were definitely more words there. <laughs> <laughs> and then at each of the compass points, the there were ceramic statues on top of pedestals that were the size of half a human wearing kilts and sandals one of the statues held a stylus and a scroll another held a box another held a short hooked staff and the last one was empty-handed <gasps> dun, dun, dun. i i don't know why i read it like that it sounded so dramatic i had to do it <laughs> <laughs> knowing how dense i am that's probably some kind of foreshadowing but i i, I can't i can't say anything i don't i don't remember if it was so i might be just as no i'm actually not just as dense all right Carter points out that their dad's work bag is sitting on a long stone table. And he's like, well, I'm going to go get it. And Sadie's like, wait, 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 wait. Remember how I have the brain in the sibling ship? Mm-hmm. What about traps? And he's like, nah, traps are only for ancient Egyptian tombs. 
besides they had curses more often like the burning curse the donkey curse and I'm like i immediately want to know what the donkey curse is do you get turned into a donkey are donkeys cursed to follow you anywhere you go this sounds so interesting you just turn into a donkey voiced by uh, eddie murphy that'd be awesome but yeah they make it to the bag without any real issues he pulls out a strange box that was in the bag that his father was using during her father well i'm not wrong his father too but my dad is your dad your dad is my dad <gasps> and then sadie sadie makes the brilliant deduction that egyptians actually walked like in the song and in the hieroglyphics walk like an egyptian and then carter actually nerds out and i'm like oh my god i can't tell if sadie was katie sadie was not actually kidding but Carter is so dense that he doesn't realize that she might have been kidding and actually goes into nerd mode and I'm like, oh my god, he actually explained why they why they drew hieroglyphics like this. Oh my god. So, so yeah, the reason hieroglyphics are drawn like that is because the ancient Egyptians thought that those paintings were like magic. If you painted yourself, you have to show all your arms and legs. Otherwise, in the afterlife, you might be reborn without all your pieces. And I'm like... How do you even how do you even begin to connect the two? And then I I remember this is a world where Egyptian gods are real and people are able to do magic, so I probably shouldn't be asking these kinds of questions. Sadie appropriately does ask, well, what happens to their faces? Because their whole face isn't there; it's only half a face. And Carter is like, listen, if you draw the whole face, they might come out and kill you. So just draw half a face. And here is the coveted. We should start a little ding counter for times Carter actually had a backbone slash was kind of sassy because the, there there haven't been many in these few in these chapters we've read where Sadie asks if there was anything the ancient Egyptians weren't afraid of and Carter says little sisters mm-hmm. if they talk too much the Egyptians threw them to the crocodiles mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love how she makes a note that he almost had me there he's like almost and then I realized he was pulling my leg and I was like and then I punched him. <laughs> this chapter is just Sadie and Carter realizing that the other is a person. I love that she she realizes she's like, wait a minute, I have to reassert my dominance in this relationship. I can't let him let him have anything. <laughs> and then she gives him a big old punch. Falcon punch. I was thinking Detroit Smash. You and I are from. Have you ever watched My Hero Academia? I have not. I've been recommended it so many times, but it's like. Why watch a brand new anime that has really good reviews when I can just watch the same TV show over and over, despite having a backlog? (laughs) I felt that. That was too real. I definitely have a backlog of stuff that I should be watching, and this would be literally the perfect time to do so. But I'm like, I could be playing League right now or watching one of my favorite TV shows that I've watched (laughs) 5,000 times, 6,000 times. I think I'll do that instead. Same. So they open... They open the box, and the first thing they pull out is... It, What's in the box? Uh, I don't remember what that reference is. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the other people will get that. Assuming we actually have you. Out of the box. Out of the box. Surprisingly, we have some listeners. How do you listen to the podcast? Um, I have not, actually, because I hate the sound of my voice. Same. How do you think editing is for me? I hate it. I I detest the sound of my voice, so 
I get feedback from you. Well, people people are listening. I'm trying to figure out how to promote a podcast on the social medias. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Oh, you gotta, gotta, you gotta plug. Uh, let, let me let me read you the analytics that we currently have. The last episode we had was listened to by four people. Hey, hi, hi, four people. <laughs> one of which is my sister. One of which is one of the other Percy Jackson podcasts. And then the other two, I have no clue who they are. Hey, strangers. Hi. Hi, strangers. Thank you for listening to our very bad podcast where we read the not in the, the not recognized, like the not most important books written by Rick Riordan. Truly. The tries of Apollo. Speaking of which, we should get back. Spe- <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, we should get back to reading the book that our podcast is on currently. But yeah, they... Carter opens the box, and inside there is a wax figurine. He is a tiny man that is crudely, crudely dressed, and poor, apparently very poorly made. His arms are crossed over his chest, his mouth's open, and his legs were cut off at the knees. And there's a lock of human hair wrapped around his waist. And the cat's like, what if I, what if I eat it? <laughs> and Carter and Sadie are like, no, don't eat, don't eat the wax man. And Carter, Carter suggests jokingly, hey, what if we ask this little wax man where our dad is? And Sadie's like, all right, you little tell us what you know. And the statue's like, hey, know you. (laughs) And she screams and drops the statue on the ground. And apparently the statue can feel pain. Well, it's it's not a statue. It's a little wax man. It's It's a small statue. I'm thinking more what? like an action no, figure. No, that's a... See, figure, wax figurine sounds so boring, so I'm thinking more like an action figure, but like a poorly made action figure, like the like the Power Ranger ones that I used to break. No, it's like that scene from Spongebob where Squidward's mini and Patrick is holding him and he's like, and here comes the giant fist! <laughs> oh, God. But Muffin's like, this is... This, this guy smell... This guy smell smell real good, and then the, the statue curses at her in ancient Egyptian. <laughs> I, I, I want to learn how to curse in ancient languages now. I mean, you, you don't need to you don't need to learn. Just just learn. Just say Hadi and point your finger gun at everyone. That, that that's mm. all you need. So Carter's like, what 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 are you? What are you exactly? And I'm I know I'm gonna butcher this. I have the pronunciation guide right in front of me, but I want you to give it a try. I want you to see. I want to see what you think it's it's like. Uh, Shabti. You are correct. It is pronounced oh. Shabti. A A. I'm cultured. You did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're either you're cultured, or basic English forces you to look at words and think. Yeah, I, I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Makes sense. But yeah. The, sh- the guy's like, yeah, I'm a... This- well, the statue's like, I'm a Shabdi. Master calls me Doughboy, though I find the name insulting. I'm like, I love the fact that Julius called this thing Doughboy. That is... <laughs> that just made Julius so much of a better character. He's like, hmm. Ancient Egyptian figurine. Doughboy. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. You weren't supposed to be able to activate me. Only the Master's able to activate me. And Carter's like, that's that's my father, right? And he's like, yeah, that guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 
I imagine that the the figurine that's being called Doughboy would be a bit bitter. And he's like, "Yeah, can I, can I, can I go now? This is, can I, can I not be here?" And and like Sadie just like ignores him. He's like, "Hey, so I was able to activate you. So you should you should answer my questions. What do you know?" And then Doughboy is like, "Wait, wait, what happened to my master?" And they're like, "Well." We don't know. He's kind of been taken away. He's missing. And Doughboy is so happy to hear this that he's just like, oh, I'm free! See ya, suckers! And then he yeets himself towards the table but forgets he doesn't have legs, so he just falls to the floor. <laughs> he's like, Dobby, Master had given Dobby a sock. Dobby is free. More like, Master is presumed dead. Dobby is free. <laughs> Um, and I, I love how he, he he makes such a such a valiant attempt to escape, and they're just looking at him like, yeah, this, this is just sad. <laughs> like, bro, you okay? <laughs> this, this is sad. And then they just pick him up and put him into the into the magic box. The doughboy tries to stand up, but the box is just tall enough that he can't reach the the rim, and he's like, I'm trapped! I'm trapped! And Sadie puts on her big girl pants, and she's like, shut up. I'm the mistress now. You're going to answer my questions. And Carter's like, how come you get to, to boss around the ancient Egyptian statue? And she's like, because and I... And she's like, because I use my brain. It's like, I turned on the on switch. <laughs> but yeah, so basically we get a minor explanation for what a, what a Shabdi is. And basically they were... They were like servants, like mini servants for Egyptians in the afterlife. Shabdi means answerer. As even the stupidest slave could tell you, he t- he the the doughboy says the doughboy comments on how humans are lazy and in the afterlife that the afterlife work is only the fun is only one function of a shapti. They're also used by magicians because magicians would be total incompetence without them. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds bitter. Yep. It's revealed that Julius cut off doughboy's legs because, well, according to doughboy, it's a means of controlling them. Because the magicians are afraid of of the doughboy of not the doughboy of the shapties, <laughs> and then Sadie asks, "Well, well, would you come to life and try to kill him if he made you perfectly with your legs and everything?" And Doughboy's like, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> the way Doughboy gets offended when he asks the kids what happened to the staff and wand, and Carter's like, "Well, the staff kind of blew up, and the wand is that the boomerang thing." And the doughboy's like, the boomerang thing. Gods of eternal Egypt, you're dense. Of course that's his wand. But yeah, Carter basically gives him the the story about what's, what's happened up until then. And the statue literally gets super excited at the idea that Julius is dead. He's like, well, he's almost certainly dead. Your dad released the five gods of the demon days. Woof. And if anyone who duels with the Red Lord. And I love how doughboy kind of gets out of you know, not providing more service to the kids he doesn't like, where he's like, well, I can only tell you what I know. The rest of this is based off educated guesses, and I can't do that, so I'm done. Bye! Clocking out! Later! Mm. I don't care! I don't care that, you know, a big a bunch of customers are walking in. I clocked out. Later! You're truly. Like, especially, I'll have my tags on and everything, and they'll be like, can you help me? And I'm like, oh, I don't work here. the tags and the tags and everything i'll have spoken to my supervisor right beforehand in the middle of the floor 
and I'll be walking out and I'll be like, no, I don't work here. <laughs> so he sort of turns off and just becomes lifeless wax again. And Sadie's like, hey, tell me your educated guesses. And Carter's like, maybe it's a timer or it's like a once a day thing. Or maybe you broke him. You know what? You know what bugs me? You know the the. Have you seen the commercial on TV for uh, the men's multivitamin one a day? No, I don't TV so. Uh, I mean, okay, so it's it's advertised one multivitamin a day, but if you look at the instructions, it's like take two a day, and I'm like nothing. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is fucking sacred. Mm-hmm. So Sadie and Carter start looking around to ask the other statues anything and they they get no answers sadie gets so angry she wants to hadith some of them but then she's like well you know the way that the first time made me very drowsy and hungry i I don't think it'll be good for my health if i do it again so they're like hmm we're in the library we should probably try and read truly (laughs) oh my god i'm becoming you (laughs) good good so they start looking through scrolls. Carter reads one as the Book of the Heavenly Cow, and Sadie gets one that says the Book of Slaying Aphothis. Foreshadowing. <coughs> Foreshadowing. I, <laughs> man, that forest casting a pretty big shadow. What? I don't know. Um, Aphothis was a... I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this wrong. He was a giant snake monster, and he was bad news. Eventually, they find a scroll where they see that the top line says Blood of the Great House. And as they keep looking through it, they realize that their name is written on this parchment. K-N, which is their last name, Kane. Yeah, we basically get a little a little history lesson lesson where they didn't really write out vowels when they were writing down writing down certain things. And Sadie's like, so they were really nutters. This could be con or icon or knee or acne. And Carter's like, yeah, could be. But I asked Dad to write our name out in hieroglyphics once, and that's how we did it. So probably that. Then mm-hmm. you could you could see their the gears turning in their head. It's like, are we, are we, are we related to pharaohs? And they're like, nah, there's no way. And then and then they're like, that's ah, some kind of joke. And then they start thinking about all the stuff they went through, and they're like, maybe it's it, it's I'm like I'm like eighty percent sure it's a joke. And then they keep thinking, they're like, I'm like sixty percent sure. <laughs> like maybe 40 <laughs> uh, I, i'm i'm seeing a strong 30 percent chance this is all a joke and he's like no our dad was definitely trying to revive our mother from the dead with ancient egyptian magic and accidentally summoned deadly gods and he's like yep that that sounds like what would happen here and sadie's like you know i try and put this tough girl act on but really i miss my mom and i want to see her mother please and speaking of mother they have the brilliant carter has the brilliant revelation that the woman that is on the ceiling is the ancient goddess of the sky nut and like like say like sadie i inappropriately laughed at that name (laughs) oh i i i inappropriately laughed at the joke they made later same 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 so Carter's like, well, something about demon days. It has to do with the birth of these five gods. And he goes into this whole story of, of how how the goddess Nut was married to the earth god Geb. And Sadie points to the floor and she's like, that's this chap. And Carter's like, yeah. So Geb and Nut, they wanted to have kids. But the king of the gods, Ra, who is the sun god, heard this bad prophecy about a child of Nut. <laughs> 
Child of Nut. This book was written in 2010. It is demographically suited for like 12 year olds. No 12 year old would look at that with a straight face. That's probably exactly why he put it in there. Because as as predicted, Sadie laughs inappropriately at it. And it's like, yep, that's that's exactly what I'm going for. And it it worked because we're we're in our 20s and we're laughing at it. So it obviously worked. So Carter is like, okay, Ra received this prophecy that one of the children of Gebin Nut would replace him as king. So Ra freaked out and forbade her to give birth to any children on any day or night of the year. Nut comes up with a loophole where she plays a game of dice with the moon god Khans. Every time Khans loses, he has to give Nut some of his moonlight. This is... This is beautifully written. I love this. <laughs> Eventually, Khans loses so many times that Nut has enough moonlight to create five new days, and that's where she gives birth to her children. That's actually how our calendar has 365 days. Originally, the Egyptian calendar is 360 days, and the Nut was like, what if, hear me out, what if I added five more? And then she rapid-fired her babies out on those five days one after another and the five children she has that were made were osiris horus set isis and nepethus so carter hypothesizes that they were all sealed together and since they were born together they had to be brought back into the world together so when Julius tried to summon Osiris, he accidentally brought all five of them back out, mm-hmm. which was what was being referenced earlier in in earlier chapters. And we finally get to find out the Red Lord's name, at least according to what according to their thought process, that Set is a really bad dude. He is like the villain of Egyptian mythology, the god of evil and chaos and desert storms. And it's revealed that that's who the Red Lord is? Uh yeah. Cool beans. Yeah, that is that, that is who he is. And then they're talking about the demon days, which are the five days these gods were born. Those are considered the, the unluckiest days in ancient Egypt. You have to be careful, wear your good luck charms, and not do anything important or dangerous on those days. And in the British Museum, their father told Set that, they'll, that Set will be stopped before the demon days are over. Which, coincidentally, is the last five days of the calendar... So that starts on December 27th, which is the day after the day they are looking at the scrolls. And insert Rick Riordan putting a timeline on the events. So I I imagine they have to go on some kind of quest or something to do something. I don't have enough information. And their deadline is going to be like New Year's Eve. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's a Rick Riordan book. It wouldn't be a Rick Riordan book without a quest. And then Sadie goes through her christmas list see dad check develop strange powers check defeat an evil god of chaos check and then they hear a loud crash in the great room khufu begins barking carter and sadie lock eyes and they run up the stairs and then we transition all right hal chapter eight muffin plays with knives what did you give this chapter i gave this one a nine i love this chapter for me, it was a perfect chapter. I gave it a 10. I actually won two in a row. Let's I go, love, boys. I love this chapter. It, it's it's a great chapter title. 
And I mean, you you talked to me earlier before we started recording that you're so glad this chapter we finally got to this chapter so you can talk to me about stuff. Yeah, truly. Like the 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 chap the chapter title kind of gives it away, and you're like, hmm. What, what's what's muffin got to do with this and then you get to the end of the chapter and you're like oh okay i see and i'm like yes as soon as i as soon as i read the chapter i'm like ah here we finally arrived <laughs> uh, i want to say full disclosure that in my notes i wrote muffin plays with knives 10 out of 10 parentheses <laughs> muffin no this was before <laughs> i had read the chapter I'm like, why does the cat have knives? I I imagine I imagine your cat. Your one day you're just with your cat, and you just turn around and your cat's just holding two butcher knives, and you're like, well, well, this is unfortunate. <laughs> this is how I die. <laughs> but yeah, so like they they go into the they go into the great room, and Kufu Kufu is having like a a, a meltdown. Muffin and Kufu look out the window, and. Sadie hopes that it's a passing flamingo, but no, they run over to the door and there's two enormous creatures where they're fighting around with their friend, Philip of Macedonia. These are apparently the long necks, which if you guys remember, are the things that Seth said he was going to send after the kids first in a couple, a couple of chapters ago. So one of them gets thrown out of the pool and slams into the doors and Sadie is able to get a good look at one of the creatures. It is described as a body like a leopard's, lean and sinewy, with golden with golden spotted fur. But its neck was completely wrong. It was green and scaly, and at least as long as the rest of its body. It had a cat's head, but no normal cats. When it turned its glowing red eyes towards us, it howled, showing a forked tongue and fangs dripping with green venom. So yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that you would probably throw a shoe at. <laughs> that's that's the new yorker in you talking surely so they're like hey what if we helped philip or else he'll die and sadie trying to be rebellious and save her new crocodile friend who she's known for like what a couple hours yep carter instead is like no you heard amos we can't open the doors the house is protected by magic philip will have to win by himself and i'm like wow you're just really gonna you're just gonna abandon your homie you're you're gonna do that but yeah they they keep fighting, the entire house is shaking, and then the swimming pool splits down the middle. And and Philip and the monsters get yeeted into the East River. And I'm like, oh that poor crocodile, he's in the East River now. Oh no. <laughs> Philip Philip performed what is known as a pro gamer move. Although we later learned that this was not a pro gamer move because I mean, listen. The... It, it's 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 not Philip's fault that the um, that the long necks are even more pro gamers. He he did mm-hmm. his best. But yeah, so they go back. They go back into the library, and Carter's like, "Bring me the the thingy." <laughs> and he can't. Like... So he's like, "Narmer, Narmer, is the Narmer plate?" No, 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 no. It's 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 not a plate. It's one of those things that holds paint. It's 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 a palette. Bring me the Narmer palette, and. The empty-handed Shabti didn't move, but the statue with a little hook comes to life, and he brings them the actual Narmer palette. <laughs> I love he's panicking, like, oh my god, he, he actually brought me the actual one. Oh my god, he stole this from Cairo. How the hell did he even get to Cairo that quickly? Like, <laughs> That was my immediate thought. Like, not that he stole the palette, but like... 
how did he get there so quickly? Like, I'm assuming he did he did teleportation shenanigans, but like, but like, wow, that was that was really quick. He said that he was only gone for a few moments, and I'm like, oh. And I, I love how Sadie. So there's an image of Narmer on the pallet. Sadie tries to be like, hey, doesn't he look a little bit like our dad? And Carter's like, I'm just gonna ignore you. That's so stupid. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna uh entertain that idea that's so she's stupid. like you're trying to you're trying to spoil the future even though we kind of already said that earlier what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> man that four is just casting a really big shadow it's surprising it's nighttime truly I-, I love how carter's trying to be an archaeologist nerd and he's like we got to be very careful we need to see the bag but i don't want to damage it and sadie just like grabs it and she's like okay flip what are we looking for yeet yeet and carter's like you could have broken it and sadie's like that's what men's spells are for duh but yeah we learned that the the creepy creepy leopard snake creatures are called sepopards but yeah they're creatures of chaos they're very 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 bad news in that they're and sadie's like why would these monsters be attacking us we're just innocent children and Carter's like, yeah, set set some these things after us. Yeah, set set fuck them kids. And then Sadie's like, well, good thing they're at the bottom of the East River. And then, of course, because she had to say something, the 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 monsters are like, no, we're not, we're back. <laughs> we missed we missed the pun at the beginning of this the chapter where she says that Khufu was going complete sky goddess, that is to say nuts. And I'm like. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's such a terrible, terrible fun, Sadie. Please, don't be like Robert. D- Shut up. I'm funny sometimes. No, I'm not. <laughs> God, I, I'm... It's, <laughs> this is the Bully Robert podcast and also Robert Self-Deprecates podcast. Truly. But yeah, the creatures are trying to get inside of the house and they're like, it's okay, the house is, the house is protected by magic. It's being warded. It's been warded. And Carter's like, um, I think they they seem they seem to be quite interested, quite interested in in the door. <laughs> and Sadie's like, isn't it isn't it locked? It's locked, right? We locked it, right? And then the monsters are like, okay, screw this. We're just gonna bash our heads against it until it breaks. What 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 I do love is that Khufu hands Sadie muffin, and she's like, okay, I don't think you're offering me a snack because neither cat nor muffin ends with O. And all I'm thinking about is how is the Spanish version of this book going because the Spanish word for cat is gato and that does end with an O. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm going to eat muffin. It's my last meal. But only in Spanish. I feel like it would count. Carter pulls out the... Um, this pulls out a sword from one of the wall displays. He's like, I'm going to... I'm gonna kill them. And the reason he pulled out the sword is because, yeah, they're they're yeeting themselves against the glass, and there was originally some kind of blue hieroglyphic spell uh, that survived the first yeet, and then the second yeet destroyed the hieroglyphics, and they're like, all right, I'm head out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the the creatures eventually get inside. They're bashing, they're bashing themselves against the window again, and the the door shatters. And I'm like, wow, this was a really poorly warded house. <laughs> I-, I love how almost leaves being like ah yes this is this is enough to protect these kids i, I like to think that inside in, in inside his head he just goes F- these kids <laughs> F- them kids uh- 
But he like Khufu Khufu throws his his basketball at one of the creatures. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Khufu's legendary crossing is not applicable to the situation. So he's like, "What if I threw myself at the creatures?" And they're like, "Khufu, no." <laughs> and he's like, "Khufu, yes," and he bites one of them. But then they heat, uh, we're saying heat a lot instead of like the actual word they threw him. I mean, throw heat, kind of the same thing. <laughs> Shakespeare is rolling in his grave. Anyway, one of them uses their head like a baseball bat and smacks Khufu across the the terrace into the void where Philip had fallen. And they're like, no! And then they're the, Sadie wants to cry because she actually likes Khufu. And Carter is like, okay, I'm going to stab him. And Khufu's like, I'm going to stab him. And then she's like... Well, Khufu's not going to stab anyone because Khufu got yeeted. No, Carter is going to stab gonna try and stab him and then sadie's like hey wait a minute didn't didn't almost say that the cat is gonna protect us and she's like muffin protect us go go kitty go (laughs) and she and i i love this description where she throws muffin on the floor and muffin's like lick lick but yeah we get to the best part of this chapter and in my opinion the best part of the book so far we get introduced to my favorite character in the series. So, Muffin gets thrown to the floor, and Sadie's like, protect us. And then, all of a sudden, just as the... Just as these separate parts are coming after them, suddenly, Muffin the cat is no longer there. In her place was a woman, small and lethe like a gymnast. Her jet black hair was tied in a ponytail. She wore a skin-tight, leopard-skin jumpsuit, and Muffin's pendant around her neck. But yeah, the, but yeah kitty lady kitty lady's like ah yes yes fun let allow me to allow me to murderize the evil snake thingies and so she acrobats around them and she produces two knives for her two enormous knives from her wrist and she kills them both she 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 destroys these uh separate parts and they dissolve into dust sand onto in the in the sand i'm thinking of percy jackson and then the woman is like, so much for my playthings. From sand they come, and to sand they return. And then she's like, okay, kids, let's 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 get it. Let's get the let's get out of dodge. <laughs> okay, kids, pack your bags. I'm like, they're like, um, muffin. Um, do you have something you want to tell us? She's like, I'm gonna ignore you. We're gonna go make a portal out of the obelisk and get out of here. What? The nearest obelisk is in London, and she's like, no, 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 there's one in Central Park. I try to avoid Manhattan, but this is an emergency. We'll just pop open, we'll just pop over and open a portal. And the kids are like, um, my cat, like, <laughs> kid, I, like I'm, I'm strangely attached to this cat, please. Um, I need to know, I need to know where my cat went. And she's like, she's like, you're, you're fine. It's, you're, you're fine. And Carter's like, Carter's like, oh, you're you're the you're you're the cat goddess, and we are introduced to Bast. We will sue. Kabast has already done something in, uh, so awesome, but she is she is my favorite character in the series. I I love her. So the chapter ends with Bast being like, "Very good, Carter. Now come, while we can still make it out of here alive." And that concludes our two chapters for the week. But yeah, Bast Bast is one of my. I, I love Bast so much. So wait, if she holds uh like if she holds like a hypnotist charm up to you, can she be like there's no 
there is no war in Bost Sensei. All right, so this was a great chapter, guys. I'm going to leave before I strangle Robert over the internet. You can't strangle me. I am innocent. I'm a good bean. <laughs> lies, lies and deceit, lies and deceit. Lying on the bottom of the ocean with lime, lions and lima beans. And that concludes our reading for this week. How, what did you think of these chapters? Uh, like I said, I love Boss, Sadie, Sadie narration, 10 out of 10. Um, For me, this, I, I, I like now that we're getting into the chapters where we're getting a lot of information. And it just tickles the little part of my of my 15-year-old brain that really liked mythology growing up. Truly. Oh, I love it. I love it, too. I, I I look forward to engaging more with Boss, considering she's your favorite character in the series. She, she, she is awesome. She's good kitty. And she's a good kitty. I'm just, for, I'm for one, I'm glad. I think these have been my two favorite chapters out of the book so far. These have been very informative, and I'm just glad that Sadie and Carter are figuring out that they are people. <laughs> like feelings what are these ew (laughs) well kids uh, get ready to have those feelings for the rest of your life it doesn't get easier it really doesn't nope hal do you have any final words you want to give our our listeners before we sign off uh praise be bossed praise be bossed and with that is another episode concluded hal i can't believe it we've done four of these huh why are you gasping I don't know. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you liked the show, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you would like to email the show, feel free to email us at intotheriordinverse at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, or heck, even say hi. We would love to read anything you send to us. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow the show at Pod. That is R-I-O-R-D-A-N verse pod on Twitter.com. If you would like to follow me on Twitter.com, you can find me at the damn meme page, damn spelled D-A-M, where I make memes for the other Percy Jackson podcasts and also just generally engage with the Percy Jackson community. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, you're kind of asked out because... I don't have social media. Ah, ah, ah. Really, you really don't, Hal. That that was a great uh, <clears throat> that was a great uh, count from Sesame Street laugh you did there. I love I love the count. The count is one of my many spirit animals. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Into the Rarodinverse. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Adios.